Right. Yeah. So one of the reasons why the shoe house is the center of tonight's hometown history episode is because of a brand new Pennsylvania historical marker that went in today. Today. So I'm going to read you the language that's on the new historical marker. Built in 1948 for York entrepreneur Malin Haynes, the shoe wizard, to promote his chain of stores, the 25-foot-high, 48-foot-long, shoe-shaped guest house is considered a notable example of mid-20th century pragmatic architecture. Functional buildings shaped like objects or animals for advertising purposes. Visible from the Lincoln Highway, it's become an icon of the historic coast-to-coast -coast road, and seniors and honeymooners stayed for free. Ah, that's so cool. Here's a picture of the dedication event. Shout out to Jim McClure, who is our mastermind behind the computer, who was there today taking mm -hmm. images, and also Tom Davidson, who was instrumental in getting this marker in and was the curator of the writing. We are going to have him on at the end of this episode for our extra, where we get to interview him and ask him more questions about the shoe house. Awesome. So if you look back at that sign, it says that Malin Hayes, um, he was a millionaire. And so you might be wondering, okay, his mom failed and then eventually became successful. Mm -hmm. Malin failed a lot, but eventually he did become successful. So what happened? Well, getting to York. Some say that it was because of him getting involved with the Watt sister. But there's this other fun local legend that says that Haynes showed up in York because of a bicycle. The legend goes that he was coming back after the breakup on a bicycle to Washington, D.C., and his bike broke down in York County, Pennsylvania. Interesting. And it was here that he sold the engagement ring, used it to buy 10 pairs of shoes, found success selling them in a farmer's market, and then stayed. And now here's where he's at. This guy had a lot of drama in his life, he but did. it's super interesting. <laughs> Broke down on a bicycle, yeah. bought some shoes. Yeah. And again, he controls the narrative, so that's his side of the story. Yeah. It's an interesting story, it though. It is. So finding success in York, arguably for the first time, he ended up deciding to stay mm -hmm. in York, and he grew a shoe business on South George Street through bizarre marketing techniques. So traveling shoe store which, you know, is super interesting. Okay, I love that picture. And then he hired a daredevil to walk on a tightrope between two of his shops. And then he pulled, um, he was pulled by an ox-pulled cart with Shane, Hanes' shoe from hoof to hoof, painted directly on the animals. So he was quite the showman. And of course, he uh, knew how to build a house in the shape of a shoe. And by 1935, when he was 65 years old, he owned 50 shoe stores in Pennsylvania and Maryland. That's, that's impressive. It's very impressive. Stores, yeah. So Haynes also had other business ventures in York. So very close to the sh oh sorry, this is not owned by Haynes. This is another business venture that is not associated with Haynes, but is very very close. And that is a tree house. It was known as the Brookleaf Love Nest, and it was very close to here. It was uh, overhung Croitz Creek in Hellam, and it was advertised to newlyweds as this perfect place for a honeymoon. The owners installed a coal stove so it could be used all year round that came from Sears, and the newlywed had to carry water from the nearby farmhouse. Now, Haynes himself also found himself in the short-term rental business. Here's a picture of a hotel that he operated that was on the northwest corner of North Georgia and West Philly. You probably recognize it if you drive through York at all and just go up North Georgia. Um, so that used to be owned by Haynes. He also started a horse racing enterprise, and here's an aerial picture of it, and the land west of it was developed into what is today known as Haynes Acres. Which I didn't know. Like, I didn't know Haynes Acres. Oh, really? Was that owned was by related, Haynes. yeah. That, I think that's why this is cool, because, like, as much as you know about history, every you time learn you learn as you go, yeah, I learn something yeah. new. 
Well, that's the point. <laughs> when he died in 1962, he was gifted his house to his, he gifted his house to his employees, and they sold it two years later to a dentist who gave tours and sold ice cream. And then it switched hands a few more times, including Haynes' granddaughter, Amy Haynes Keller, in the 1980s. And Naomi and Waylon, the current owners, are the eighth owners. And they told me that they um, Haynes's great granddaughter stayed here over the Fourth of July. Really? Came back. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Another thing that Haynes did was he donated land. So he owned some land over there. You can see it says Wizard Ranch. You can guess that was owned by Haynes <laughs> right along the Susquehanna River. And so initially when he first passed, it was donated to the Boy Scouts. But most recently, it is now a part of the Lancaster Conservatory. And it is a part of the ever-growing and very important job to preserve green spaces in York County. Absolutely.